This is MJ Renshaw, and today we'll be mapping breathwork on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and our outcomes. Everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with MJ Renshaw. MJ Renshaw is a healing guide and founder of Earth Oil. She has studied osteopathy and arts, but closed her osteopathic manual practice in 2019 and now teaches breathwork online full-time with work based on the physiological science and spirituality of breathwork. MJ lives in Canada with her husband and their daughter Sunday, and I absolutely loved this conversation, and I know you will too. Get ready to learn to breathe, and to take this important message forward. MJ, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am excited too. You know, it's a really fascinating topic because... The term breathwork is always curious to me because it blends together the words breath and work. And I'd love you to start us out by speaking into what breathwork means to you. Yeah, I think we're all already doing breathwork all the time. I think it's just a natural thing that our bodies will do unconsciously, like take a big sigh when we need to kind of self-regulate. Right. So I always like to point out you're already doing breath work. You don't have to worry about it. But there is the ability for us to create physiological change by bringing our conscious awareness to how we're breathing. And that could look like the rate in which you're breathing, the mechanics of your breathing. It could look like whether you're breathing through your nose or your mouth. So there's a lot of different kind of areas in the breathwork realm that we could talk about. But I mean, it's an ancient art, it's something that humans have been doing basically since we crawled out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of really accessible healing that can be done with breathwork. So that's a very wide description of it. But it's just essentially bringing awareness to how you're breathing and then potentially even taking some time out of your day to consciously breathe differently. I love how you described it, MJ. And there's so many questions that come to my mind from what you said. And one of the things I was going to ask you about is that tradition, the ancient tradition. Was there anything as you were exploring this work and developing your body of work that really spoke to you about ancient breath work? I think the thing that I found interesting, I mean, we don't have a ton of written history on it, unless you're looking at yogic or Hindu kind of culture. 
But what I found interesting is that most cultures did breath work. So it doesn't really matter where you're from, your ancestors probably did some form of breath work. And I would even say all of them did it without even consciously knowing that they were doing something like breath work, just because it's so built into the human physiology to change the way we breathe in order to create a different physiological response. So it's just, it's an inherent reflex in the human body. So whether you're consciously trying to or not, you're probably breathing differently in order to evoke a different physiological response. Yeah, that's such an amazing way to think about it, that it's innate in our coping mechanisms, in our resilience mechanisms, that we would turn to our breath for regulation. I want to get into some of that physiological awareness and that physiological impact. If we were to move to the center part of the matrix, can you speak into the things that you have seen breathwork impact? And I know you have some of your own history as well with some health challenges that you've worked with. Do I have that right? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, it's such a juicy topic. We could could go into so many different things. So, I mean, physiologically, or just looking at, not even going physiologically yet, looking at the big picture of the body, just the mechanics, right? If we look at how we breathe, which is the very basics of breath work, just is it coming through your nose? Are you breathing through your mouth? That in and of itself can be completely foundational for someone's health. I think especially clinically, I've seen so many people who are mouth breathers. So they they breathe through their mouth during the day and at night. I mean, there's no amount of out supplementing that just because it's such a foundational thing for our health to breathe through our nose because it helps the immune system, it lowers inflammation. If you're breathing through your mouth, you will be chronically dehydrated, especially if you're doing it all night. And then it also eradicates your oral microbiome, which we know has a lot of health effects and potentially disease in the body as well. So that's just like the basics of where is air coming in? (laughs) That's just where's the air coming in? Right. Um, So I always start there and like the breath work that I practice is always through the nose. I know that there are benefits to breathing through the mouth sometimes, but I always just say, breathe through your nose. That's all you need to do. And then from there, we could go down and think about the diaphragm and wonder if someone is properly engaging their diaphragm and then wonder, is this, you know, if it's not engaging, is this something structural? Like, are there ribs not able to move as much? Or is it something to do with the nerve supplying the diaphragm? Is there something happening at the brainstem level, right? So we can kind of be a little detective with breathing and see like what is going on with someone. And I love to think about all the things that breathing properly can affect. Like if we think about detoxification, which is a big thing in the health world, we'd be thinking about our lymphatic system and about elimination. And both of those things are completely dependent upon breathing properly. If you're not breathing properly, you won't be engaging your diaphragm, you won't be pumping the cisterna chile, which is the largest lymph node in your body. And you won't be pumping lymph throughout our whole body because we know we don't have a heart that pumps lymph like reptiles do. We need movement, we need breath in order to do that. And the same with digestion, our transverse colon benefits really greatly from us breathing properly because it gets that massage. Our liver benefits really greatly from us breathing properly because it helps us with liver function and detoxification there. So basically breathing 
properly helps you with everything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of just, I'm wowed as I'm sure you are every day because here I was thinking about the nervous system, right? But I'd love to hear you talk more into that connection between nose breathing and the immune system, because I know immune challenges are top of everybody's minds these days. But for me, as somebody who's focused on chronic conditions and autoimmune conditions, just Just a change there and giving that to people as a tool, especially those who may not be able to make dietary changes for a number of reasons, whether they're physiological or psychological or both, just the fact that we can make change with breathwork is such a powerful tool. It is incredibly powerful. It's almost shocking. (laughs) Just in terms of mouth breathing and nose breathing, if we look at the anatomy, right, our mouth doesn't have a ton of ability to filter air that's coming in. We have our tonsils, and that's kind of about it. It's definitely meant for eating. And then our nose has all these intense sinuses and cavities and hairs and boogers, all these different things that are meant to catch whatever we're breathing in and make sure it doesn't go into the body so that our immune system has to fight it off. So a big thing we'll notice with kids, if they are mouth breathing in childhood, a lot of them will have to have their tonsils taken out because they're overworked and constantly inflamed. So mouth breathing typically starts in childhood. I mean, there's all sorts of theories. If you go into Weston Price, he kind of believed that we were eating inflammatory foods and it was causing sinus inflammation and that was causing us to breathe through our mouth and it changed the whole structure of our face. But yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot there, right there. And, I, and I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, as the mother of a young adult who had a deviated septum <laughs> and couldn't breathe through his nose, you know, there's more work as he so desires in his 20s to shift where he breathes from. And so I want to talk about that shift with you, MJ. How do we help people shift from that mouth breathing to that nose breathing. I've done an episode on mouth taping that we'll link in the show notes, but are there other ways we consciously make that shift? Yes. I mean, if we look at the work of James Nestor, who wrote Breathe, and Patrick McEwen, who wrote The Oxygen Advantage, we can actually change the structure of our noses with breathing through it but it does just take that conscious effort to try to breathe through the nose again which could look like someone taping their mouth at night which sounds like a scary thing to do but if someone wants to explore that podcast it's it's actually quite easy and it can have profound health effects on your physiology but it just takes the conscious effort of trying to breathe through your nose i think a great practice to get into is going for a walk every day and seeing if you can only breathe through your nose the whole time. It's just a walking meditation where you only breathe through your nose. It's interesting to think about how simple this shift can be. It's not easy, but it is simple. And I think we sometimes confuse those things, simple and easy. But what you're talking about are simple practices that may take time to show their impact on our physiological function. Definitely. And they're so 
important for just overall health. And like I said, some of these things, it's like sleep. Breathing is kind of like sleep. Like you can't out supplement it. Unfortunately, it's just one of those foundational things that the human body does really well with when it's done properly and can change a lot of chronic health effects for people. So, I mean, I've started to realize this because I studied osteopathy and I worked in practice and there's just certain things that if someone isn't at home doing it, I can't help them, right? If you're not sleeping, I probably can't help you. Right. That's <laughs> you're, what I you say. need to go home and have a good night's sleep. Exactly. Like it's the non-negotiable trifecta. I say sleep, poop, and blood sugar balance. Like it's exactly. hard to build on that, but let's add breath work to that. Yeah. Yeah. So just the way you're breathing can fundamentally shift so many things in the body. Even just like I was going back to the diaphragm before, we've got our pelvic diaphragm, which actually pumps with our respiratory diaphragm. So it can even have profound effects on your reproductive system and the menstrual cycles. It really is just connected to everything. And I haven't even gone into the nervous system or altered states or the research that's been done on depression and anxiety yet. Like this is just, how are you breathing day to day? It's so foundational. And it is, like you said, it is something that is a small change. It's not necessarily easy because it takes conscious awareness of it. And we're not used to consciously thinking about the way that we breathe, but it's something that can have profound changes on your body. I think in terms of digestion, that's a really great one for people to see the change because when we go to eat, if we're in a sympathetic state, we're not going to digest our food very well. We're not going to have the proper enzymes. We won't have the hydrochloric acid. Our peristalsis won't be working. But if you took the time to take 10 deep breaths before you ate, someone will probably notice that their digestion might be a little bit better because they've taken that time and conscious awareness to put themselves into a parasympathetic state. And this is the really cool thing about breathwork and the research that's coming out is that by looking at someone's HRV, so heart rate variability, we can see that by using breathwork, you can purposefully put yourself into a sympathetic state or a parasympathetic state, which is absolutely fascinating to think about the repercussions of that. This is something where you don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to see anyone. Just by changing the way you're breathing, you can change basically the way every other organ in your system is working. <laughs> yeah, that it's I, I couldn't agree more. And you know what we see so often when we're working with people who are sick and trying to get better is they're stuck in a sympathetic state for many reasons, but in part, it's that seeking resolution, right? That puts them in a chronic sympathetic state. And then of course they can't eat, they can't digest, they can't get the nutrition they need from whatever it is that they're eating. I love MJ that you bring not just a physiological, but an anatomical perspective that I will admit, I love the physiology. The anatomy is always a little harder for me, but you bring that understanding to this conversation with the diaphragm and how everything is connected anatomically. But you also do bring a spiritual element to your work. And you mentioned altered states and the nervous system. Can you speak a little bit more about breath work and its benefits for us in the neurological arena? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's something that happens when we do breath work, just like when we meditate or do any spiritual practice. 
that is unexplainable. Science just can't explain it. And people will say that they have a spiritual experience. They say they connect with their higher selves or with a higher power, some sort of experience that kind of is outside of them that makes them feel connected to everything, connected to themselves, maybe connected to, you know, a source energy or higher power if they believe in that. And breathwork is definitely one of the tools that can be used to reach an altered state. A lot of people, especially with Stanley Groff, who created holotropic breathwork at Esalen back in the 70s. It's a tool that can be used. Not all breathwork will get you there. You have to do certain kinds of very sympathetic breathing. But it is a tool that can offer you a big spiritual experience and a big emotional release if you're feeling like you could use that. And I'm definitely one of those people who felt like I could use that. I was like, I feel like I just have emotions stuck in me or I I don't have access to what it is. I just knew there was something going on and I felt like it was connected to all my chronic health stuff. So when I was 23, I did a breathwork course and I was like, (laughs) I was like, you don't even have to do the psychedelics. Like I, that was, that was enough for me. Mind you, because I was in my twenties, I did the psychedelics too, but, but doing both of them, I can honestly compare, I can honestly say breathwork will get you there. Honestly, if you practice breathwork, you don't have to go to Peru and do ayahuasca. Like it will get you the release that you're looking for. So there's something that I, you know, I can't explain it. I don't think science can explain it yet. Maybe in the future, But we can look again, like we can go back and look at the physiology and look at the anatomy. Breathing will pump cerebral spinal fluid. It will pump lymph. It changes the alkalinity of your blood ever so slightly, but it does change it. This is why people can kind of get tingly hands. So all those different things can create changes in the brain. We're also actually releasing BDNF and that can help us. We know that is linked so deeply with neuroplasticity. So people find that when they're practicing breathwork daily, or it's becoming a part of their healing protocol, their healing practice, that they're actually more motivated, and they have the willingness to change habits. So whatever that habit might be, it could be that you want to stop scrolling on your phone, or you want to stop, you know, eating something that you feel like isn't supporting you anymore, or drinking or whatever. Breathwork actually can be a tool to help you restructure the neurology so that you're not choosing the path of least resistance in the nerves. You're actually creating new habits and a new version of you. So it's a really powerful tool because it's just, it's so basic. And I think because it's basic, it has the ability to change and touch on everything. Yeah. And you're speaking to it so well. And I notice as we're talking, you know, I'm just bringing more attention to my breath, which I needed today. So thank you for that. MJ, what's one question that you think that we as clinicians can be asking our clients or patients to tap into their breathing or their breathwork practices so that we can initiate a conversation about all we've talked about today? In my dream world, (laughs) every practitioner would be looking at the way someone breathes just as they look at the way someone exercises or what they eat, just in terms of checking the baseline. So, you know, when we do our intakes and it's like, how are you sleeping? What do you eat? Blah, 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 blah. I wish that people would say like, do you breathe through your nose or through your mouth? Because that will give you an immense amount of information about that person's well-being 
And that's not even going into the healing benefits of actually creating a breathwork practice. Just checking the fundamentals. Because if it's missed in clinic, it's a big missed opportunity. Mm, Such a good point. MJ, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom with us today. I'm going to put that to practice today, much of what you said, but certainly the asking of the question. So thank you for your time. And like I said, your wisdom, such a treat to speak with you. Thanks so much for having me. The 15-Minute Matrix is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The podcast is edited and mixed by Brian Paik of Pacific Audio, and special thanks go out to Alia Hale, Pamela Geismar, Sandra Brower, Evan Hollingsworth, Heidi Kaufman-Lakowitz, and Rowan Bradley for their support making the 15-Minute Matrix possible. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to see the completed functional nutrition matrix that accompanies today's or any episode, be sure to head over to the podcast website. Again, that's 15minutematrix.com. We love when you share our episodes with your friends and colleagues, leave a review and rate the show. That helps us to grow our collective message that functional nutrition is the future of healthcare. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Functional Nutrition Alliance, and you can follow me at Andrea Nakayama. And if you or someone you know is interested in becoming a functional nutrition counselor, head over to fxnutrition.com to learn more about our Full Body Systems program. Full Body Systems is our 10-month immersion course where you'll learn the systems-based approach to addressing the root causes of your clients' issues through client education, diet, and lifestyle modification. Again, you can always learn more at fxnutrition.com.